0: chapter seven of the pilot by james fenimore cooper this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter seven sempronius speak cato the arrangements for the consultation were brief and simple the veteran commander of the frigate received his officers with punctilious respect and pointing to the chairs that were placed around the table which was a fixture in the centre of his cabin he silently seated himself and his example was followed by all without further ceremony in taking their stations however a quiet but rigid observance was paid to the rights of seniority and rank on the right of the captain was placed griffith as next in authority and opposite to him was seated the commander of the schooner the officer of marines who was included in the number held the next situation in point of precedence the same order being observed to the bottom of the table which was occupied by a hard-featured square-built athletic man who held the office of sailing-master when order was restored after the short interruption of taking their places the officer who had required the advice of his inferiors opened the business on which he demanded their opinions my instructions direct me gentlemen he said after making the coast of england to run the land down the hand of griffith was elevated respectfully for silence and the veteran paused with a look that inquired the reason of his interruption we are not alone said the lieutenant glancing his eye toward the part of the cabin where the pilot stood leaning on one of the guns in an attitude of easy indulgence the stranger moved not at this direct hint neither did his eye change from its close survey of a chart that lay near him on the deck the captain dropped his voice to tones of cautious respect as he replied tis only mr grey his services will be necessary on the occasion and therefore nothing need be concealed from him glances of surprise were exchanged among the young men but griffith bowing his silent acquiescence in the decision of his superior the latter proceeded i was ordered to watch for certain signals from the headlands that we made and was furnished with the best of charts and such directions as enabled us to stand into the bay we entered last night we have now obtained a pilot and one who has proved himself a skilful man such a one gentlemen as no officer need hesitate to rely on in any emergency either on account of his integrity or his knowledge the veteran paused and turned his looks on the countenances of the listeners as if to collect their sentiments on this important point receiving no other reply than the one conveyed by the silent inclinations of the heads of his hearers the commander resumed his explanations referring to an open paper in his hand it is known to you all gentlemen that the unfortunate question of retaliation has been much agitated between the two governments our own and that of the enemy for this reason and for certain political purposes it has become an object of solicitude with our commissioners in paris to obtain a few individuals of character from the enemy who may be held as a check on their proceedings while at the same time it brings the evils of war from our own shores home to those who have caused it an opportunity now offers to put this plan in execution and i have collected you in order to consult on the means a profound silence succeeded this unexpected communication of the object of their cruise after a short pause their captain added addressing himself to the sailing-master what course would you advise me to pursue mr boltrope the weather-beaten seaman who was thus called on to break through the difficulties of a knotty point with his opinion laid one of his short bony hands on the table and began to twirl an inkstand with great industry while with the other he conveyed a pen to his mouth which was apparently masticated with all the relish that he could possibly have felt had it been a leaf from the famous virginian weed but perceiving that he was expected to answer after looking first to his right hand and then to his left he spoke as follows in a hoarse thick voice in which the fogs of the ocean seem to have united with sea-damps and colds to destroy everything like melody if this matter is ordered it is to be done i suppose he said for the old rule runs obey orders if you break owners though the maxim which says one hand for the owner and t'other for yourself is quite as good and has saved many a hardy fellow from a fall that would have balanced the purser's books not that i mean a purser's books are not as good as any other man's but that when a man is dead his account must be closed or there will be a false muster well if the thing is to be done the next question is how is it to be done there is many a man that knows there is too much canvas on a ship who can't tell how to shorten sail well then if the thing is really to be done we must either land a gang to seize them or we must show false lights and sham colours to lead them off to the ship as for landing captain munson i can only speak for one man and that is myself wishes to say that if you run the ship with her jib boom into the king of england's parlour windows why i'm consenting nor do i care how much of his crockery is cracked in so doing but as to putting the print of my foot on one of his sandy beaches if i do that is always speaking for only one man and saving your presence may i hope to be damned the young men smiled as the tough old seaman uttered his sentiments so frankly rising with his subject to that which with him was the climax of all discussion but his commander who was but a more improved scholar from the same rough school appeared to understand his arguments entirely and without altering a muscle of his rigid countenance he required the opinion of the junior lieutenant the young man spoke firmly but modestly though the amount of what he said was not much more distinct than that uttered by the master and was very much to the same purpose with the exception that he appeared to entertain no personal reluctance to trusting himself on dry ground the opinions of the others grew gradually more explicit and clear as they ascended in the scale of rank until it came to the turn of the captain of marines to speak there was a trifling exhibition of professional pride about the soldier in delivering his sentiments on a subject that embraced a good deal more of his peculiar sort of duty than ordinarily occurred in the usual operations of the frigate it appears to me sir that the success of this expedition depends altogether upon the manner in which it is conducted after this lucid opening the soldier hesitated a moment as if to collect his ideas for a charge that should look down all opposition and proceeded the landing of course will be effected on a fair beach under cover of the frigate's guns and could it be possibly done the schooner should be anchored in such a manner as to throw in a flanking fire on the point of debarkation the arrangements for the order of march must a good deal depend on the distance to go over though i should think sir an advanced party of seamen to act as pioneers for the column of marines should be pushed a short distance in front while the baggage and baggage-guard might rest upon the frigate until the enemy was driven into the interior when it could advance without danger there should be flank guards under the orders of two of the oldest midshipmen and a light corps might be formed of the topmen to cooperate with the marines of course sir mr griffith will lead in person the musketmen and boarders armed with their long pikes whom i presume he will hold in reserve as i trust my military claims and experience entitle me to the command of the main body well done field marshal cried barnstable with a glee that seldom regarded time or place you should never let salt water mould your buttons but in washington's camp I and in washington's tent you should swing your hammock in future why sir do you think we are about to invade england i know that every military movement should be executed with precision captain barnstable returned the marine i am too much accustomed to hear the sneers of the sea officers to regard what i know proceeds from ignorance if captain munson has disposed to employ me and my commands in this expedition i trust he will discover that marines are good for something more than to mount guard and pay salutes then turning haughtily from his antagonists he continued to address himself to their common superior as if disdaining further intercourse with one who from the nature of the case must be unable to comprehend the force of what he said it will be prudent captain munson to send out a party to reconnoiter before we march and as it may be necessary to defend ourselves in case of a repulse i would beg leave to recommend that a corps be provided with entrenching tools to accompany the expedition they would be extremely useful sir in assisting to throw up field-works though i doubt not tools might be found in abundance in this country and labourers impressed for the service on an emergency this was too much for the risibility of barnstable who broke forth in a fit of scornful laughter which no one saw proper to interrupt though griffith on turning his head to conceal the smile that was gathering on his own face perceived the fierce glance which the pilot threw at the merry seaman and wondered at its significance and impatience when captain munson thought that the mirth of a lieutenant was concluded he mildly desired his reasons for amusing himself so exceedingly with the plans of the marine tis a chart for a campaign cried barnstable and should be sent off express to congress before the frenchmen are brought into the field have you any better plan to propose mr barnstable inquired the patient commander better ay one that will take no time and cause no trouble to execute it cried the other tis a seaman's job sir and must be done with a seaman's means pardon me captain barnstable interrupted the marine whose jocular vein was entirely absorbed in his military pride if there be service to be done on shore i claim it as my right to be employed claim what you will soldier but how will you carry on the war with a parcel of fellows who don't know one end of a boat from the other returned the reckless sailor do you think that a barge or a cutter is to be beached in the same manner you ground by word of command no no captain manuel i honour your courage for i have seen it tried but deuce if you forget we wait for your project mr barnstable said the veteran i crave your patience sir but no project is necessary point out the bearings and distance of the place where the men you want are to be found and i will take the heel of the gale and run into the land always speaking for good water and no rocks mr pilot you will accompany me for you carry as true a map of the bottom of these seas in your head as ever was made of dry ground i will look out for good anchorage or if the wind should blow off shore let the schooner stand off and on till we should be ready to take the broad sea again i would land out of my whale-boat with long tom and a boat's crew and finding out the place you will describe we shall go up and take the men you want and bring them aboard it's all plain sailing though as it is a well-peopled country it may be necessary to do our shore work in the dark mr griffith we only wait for your sentiments proceeded the captain when by comparing opinions we may decide on the most prudent course the first lieutenant had been much absorbed in thought during the discussion of the subject and might have been on that account better prepared to give his opinion with effect pointing to the man who yet stood behind him leaning on a gun he commenced by asking is it your intention that man shall accompany the party it is and from him you expect the necessary information sir to guide our movements you are altogether right if sir he has but a moiety of the skill on the land that he possesses on the water i will answer for his success returned the lieutenant bowing slightly to the stranger who received the compliment by a cold inclination of his head i must desire the indulgence of both mr barnstable and captain Manuel," he continued and claim the command as of right belonging to my rank it belongs naturally to the schooner exclaimed the impatient barnstable there may be enough for us all to do said griffith elevating a finger to the other in a manner and with an impressive look that was instantly comprehended i neither agree wholly with the one nor the other of these gentlemen tis said that since our appearance on the coast the dwellings of many of the gentry are guarded by small detachments of soldiers from the neighbouring towns who says it asked the pilot advancing among them with a suddenness that caused a general silence i say it sir returned the lieutenant when the momentary surprise had passed away can you vouch for it i can name a house or an individual that is thus protected griffith gazed at the man who thus forgot himself in the midst of a consultation like the present and yielding to his native pride hesitated to reply but mindful of the declarations of his captain and the recent services of the pilot he at length said with a little embarrassment of manner i know it to be the fact in the dwelling of a colonel howard who resides but a few leagues to the north of us the stranger started at the name and then raising his eye keenly to the face of the young man appeared to steady his thoughts in his varying countenance but the action and the pause that followed were of short continuance his lip slightly curled whether in scorn or with a concealed smile would have been difficult to say so closely did it resemble both and as he dropped quietly back to his place at the gun he said tis more than probable you are right sir and if i might presume to advise captain munson it would be to lay great weight on your opinion griffith turned to see if he could comprehend more meaning in the manner of the stranger than his words expressed but his face was again shaded by his hand and his eyes were once more fixed on the chart with the same vacant abstraction as before i have said sir that i agree wholly neither with mr barnstable nor captain manual continued the lieutenant after a short pause the command of this party is mine as the senior officer and i must beg leave to claim it i certainly do not think the preparation that captain manual advises necessary neither would i undertake the duty with as little caution as mr barnstable proposes if there are soldiers to be encountered we should have soldiers to oppose them but as it must be sudden boat-work and regular evolutions must give place to a seaman's bustle a sea-officer should command is my request granted captain munson the veteran replied without hesitation it is sir it was my intention to offer you the service and i rejoice to see you accept it so cheerfully griffith with difficulty concealed the satisfaction with which he listened to his commander and a radiant smile illumined his pale features when he observed with me then sir let the responsibility rest i request that captain Manuel." with twenty men may be put under my orders if that gentleman does not dislike the duty the marine bowed and cast a glance of triumph at barnstable i will take my own cutter with her tried crew go on board the schooner and when the wind lulls we will run into the land and then be governed by circumstances the commander of the schooner threw back the triumphant look of the marine and exclaimed in his joyous manner tis a good plan and done like a seaman mr griffith ay ay let the schooner be employed and if it be necessary you shall see her anchored in one of their duck-ponds with her broadside to bear on the parlor windows of the best house in the island but twenty marines they will cause a jam in my little craft not a man less than twenty would be prudent returned griffith more service may offer than that we seek barnstable well understood his illusion but still he replied make it all seamen and i will give you room for thirty but these soldiers never know how to stow away their arms and legs unless at a drill one will take the room of two sailors they swing their hammocks athwart ships heads to leeward and then turn out wrong and uppermost at the call why damn it sir the chalk and rotten stone of twenty soldiers will choke my hatches give me the launch captain munson exclaimed the indignant marine and we will follow mr griffith in an open boat rather than put captain barnstable to so much inconvenience no no manual cried the other extending his muscular arm across the table with an open palm to the soldier you would all become so many jonahs in uniform and i doubt whether the fish could digest your cartridge-boxes and bayonet belts you shall go with me and learn with your own eyes whether we keep the cat's watch aboard the ariel that you joke about the laugh was general at the expense of the soldier if we except the pilot and the commander of the frigate the former was a silent and apparently an abstracted, but in reality a deeply interested listener to the discourse and there were moments when he bent his looks on the speakers as if he sought more there in their characters than was exhibited by the gay trifling of the moment captain munson seldom allowed a muscle of his wrinkled features to disturb their repose and if he had not the real dignity to repress the untimely mirth of his officers he had too much good-nature to wish to disturb their harmless enjoyments he expressed himself satisfied with the proposed arrangements and beckoned to his steward to place before them the usual beverage with which all their consultations concluded the sailing-master appeared to think that the same order was to be observed in their potations as in council and helping himself to an allowance which retained its hue even in its diluted state he first raised it to the light and then observed this ship's water is nearly the colour of rum itself if it only had its flavour what a set of hardy dogs we should be mr griffith i find you are willing to haul your land-tax aboard well it's natural for youth to love the earth but there is one man and he is sailing-master of this ship who saw land enough last night to last him a twelvemonth but if you will go here's a good landfall and a better offing to you captain munson my respects to you i say sir if we should keep the ship more to the southward, it's my opinion and that's but one man's we should fall in with some of the enemy's homeward-bound west indiamen and find wherewithal to keep the life in us when we see fit to go ashore ourselves as the tough old sailor made frequent application of the glass to his mouth with one hand and kept a firm hold of the decanter with the other during this speech his companions were compelled to listen to his eloquence or depart with their thirst unassuaged barnstable however quite coolly dispossessed the tar of the bottle and mixing for himself a more equal potation observed in the act that is the most remarkable glass of grog you have bolt rope that i ever sailed with it draws as little water as the ariel and is as hard to find the bottom if your spirit-room enjoys the same sort of engine to replenish it as you pump out your rum congress will sail this frigate cheaply the other officers helped themselves with still greater moderation griffith barely moistening his lips and the pilot rejecting the offered glass altogether captain munson continued standing and his officers perceiving that their presence was no longer necessary bowed and took their leave as griffith was retiring last he felt a hand laid lightly on his shoulder and turning perceived that he was detained by the pilot mr griffith he said when they were quite alone with the commander of the frigate the occurrences of the last night should teach us confidence in each other without it we go on a dangerous and fruitless errand is the hazard equal returned the youth i am known to all to be the man i seem am in the service of my country belong to a family and enjoy a name that is a pledge for my loyalty to the cause of america and yet i trust myself on hostile ground in the midst of enemies with a weak arm and under circumstances where treachery would prove my ruin who and what is the man who thus enjoys your confidence captain munson i ask the question less for myself than for the gallant men who will fearlessly follow wherever i lead a shade of dark displeasure crossed the features of the stranger at one part of this speech and at its close he sank into deep thought the commander however replied there is a show of reason in your question mr griffith and yet you are not the man to be told that implicit obedience is what i have a right to expect i have not your pretensions sir by birth or education and yet congress have not seen proper to overlook my years and services i command this frigate say no more interrupted the pilot there is reason in his doubts and they shall be appeased i like the proud and fearless eye of the young man and while he dreads a gibbet from my hands i will show him how to repose a noble confidence read this sir and tell me if you distrust me now while the stranger spoke he thrust his hand into the bosom of his dress and drew forth a parchment decorated with ribbons and bearing a mass of seal which he opened and laid on the table before the youth as he pointed with his finger impressively to different parts of the writing his eye kindled with a look of unusual fire and there was a faint tingent discernible on his pallid features when he spoke see he said royalty itself does not hesitate to bear witness in my favour and that is not a name to occasion dread to an american griffith gazed with wonder at the fair signature of the unfortunate louis which graced the bottom of the parchment but when his eye obeyed the signal of the stranger and rested on the body of the instrument he started back from the table and fixing his animated eyes on the pilot he cried while a glow of fiery courage flitted across his countenance lead on i'll follow you to death a smile of gratified exultation struggled round the lips of the stranger who took the arm of the young man and led him into a stateroom leaving the commander of the frigate standing in his unmoved and quiet manner a spectator of but hardly an actor in the scene chapter seven.